Hello, hello, you're vibing with Kyra's Keenan Westcott, but hey, you can just call me Kai. Welcome to another episode of the Vibe with Kai podcast. I'm all about flipping the script on mental health, turning tough topics into open conversations, and shining a light into the corners where the sun doesn't always reach. Now, whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, or somewhere in between, I'm here to engage, entertain, and educate. I primarily vibe around ADHD and introversion around here, but I'm not afraid to tackle all corners of the mental health landscape. I believe that a good laugh can be just as therapeutic as a good cry, so I sprinkle in a little humor like confetti because, hey, why not? Life's a party, even when it's a bit of a chaotic one. So with that said, sit back, grab your favorite beverage, maybe even your favorite fidget toy, and let's start vibing. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Kai, and I am sitting here with my good friend, Chelsea Macaron, who has, this is your fourth time? Something. I think it's like I've been with you for a while. Yeah, it's been a it's been a minute. We're. we're, I think it is the fourth time. I think it is the fourth time. Yeah, and and so I'm always excited to have you on. Uh, For those of you that don't know, uh, my friend Chelsea here, uh, she is a a licensed therapist, mental uh, health counselor, founder of Health uh, Healthy Minds and More Counseling Services. Uh, I'll put all of that information down in the description of this podcast. Uh, and I'm really, really happy to have her uh, here. She's been working with individuals who have a variety uh, of areas of uh, for improvement and growth, including but not limited to depression, anxiety, marital relationship concerns, parenting problems, low self-esteem, codependency, and so much more. Chelsea has an eclectic therapy style where she utilizes interventions, techniques, and theory to best suit her clients in a way that speaks their language. She tends to gravitate towards person-centered and solution-focused modalities She believes in holistic wellness and wealth and has a warm approach to clients. And the best part is that she's sitting with me today as I am under the weather, but we're going to power through it today. I know. I feel so bad. Oh, don't. (laughs) For all the listeners out there right now, if you're listening, uh, if you hear me sniffle, I apologize in advance. I apologize for the sniffles that you're that you're going to hear here. Uh, and And I promise I'm going to mute myself if i if i start coughing but if you're watching this you're probably going to see me coughing up along i think oh. I'll, i think i'll be okay i think i'll be fine um isn't that um, what's so great about virtual though because like you can yeah. be sick and not get me sick I and know. we can it's still not talk gonna come through the, it's not gonna come through the microphone <laughs> we hope <laughs> uh how are you chelsea how, how, how's I'm, life i'm doing well i'm doing well um getting through the summer mm-hmm. um going to chicago next month Ooh, i've never you. been no i've never been that's one of the places i've been to so many places uh around the united states i've never been to chicago we're going it's it's amazing my best friend lives there nice nice so you're just going just to hang out and have fun yeah well it's our first family trip oh nice so that's not like to go visit ex you know other family like yeah like the the grandparents the you know all extended family Uh um so it's nice it'll be it'll be fun Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. That's so cool. I, I've heard really great things about Chicago. And uh, one of my coworkers uh, is based in Chicago. And so she's always talking it up. And everybody that I talk to about Chicago is always talking it up. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll go. I'll give it a you shot. Should. You should. It's a great, great city. If it wasn't for the winters, like it'd be like on. Oh God, yeah. That see, that's the other thing. I always say, if I if I'm traveling somewhere, it needs to be somewhere where the weather is better than where I am, (laughs) right? So like, I'm not going to like Chicago in in the winter. That's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. 
I'm not going by you in the winter either. I'm in South Florida. I'm staying That's here. That's completely understandable. <laughs> though though Philadelphia is gorgeous, I'm just saying. But I understand. I get it. Maybe spring. Maybe spring. That's fine. Okay, we'll we'll compromise there. We'll do spring. <laughs> um, I'm super excited to have you on because uh, today, like usually what we do, is we uh, kind of do like a Q&A session where people uh, can, you know, we'll, we'll, we're pretty much you answer, you know, frequently asked questions about therapy, about therapists, so on and so forth. Um, and today, uh, I wanted to switch it up on you. I kind of threw this at you last minute. Um, but I, I wanted to, to switch this up on you because I think this would be something that uh, people could really enjoy. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that I've realized over the past, you know, couple of years that I've been doing this that don't know what it's like to go through just a therapy session, right? They, people hear about therapy, you know, but they don't really know what the vibe is like. So what I wanted to do today, since you are an expert in this, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm throwing myself out there and uh, I want to kind of give people a vibe for what a, a therapy session could be like like it's not like not all therapy sessions are going to be like what you're going to listen to today it's going to like it varies depending right. on the therapist the situation so on and so forth um but we're gonna i just want to give people like an idea of what it's like to be in a therapy session and how you know uh that way hopefully if you've ever been curious about it you know if you if you want to get therapy maybe this will this will help I think it'll be, I think it's going to be fun, right? I think, yeah, I think it'll be good. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it'll, it'll definitely be, so for like the listeners and viewers out there, it'll mm -hmm. be a little different because it's not yeah. like Kai and I have been working together as, you know, therapist client relationship, mm -hmm. but just so that you kind of get the idea of what it could sound like or look like, or, mm -hmm. or maybe even feel like a little bit in some, mm -hmm. in some cases. So, yeah. Um, and then also too, like every therapist different is different. Like you said, Kai, like mm -hmm. um, I might be a little bit more woo woo and holistic. -y, <laughs> um and then some other therapists who are more mm -hmm. directive and right. whatever. So, you know, keep that in mind too. Yes. You want to, you want to find your style. Yes. Too. Every, every therapy session is different. Every therapist is different. And this is, this should be very interesting because I, I had my actual therapy today <laughs> at six o'clock. So it was only a couple hours ago that I had my actual therapy session. Nice. Uh, so this should be fun. This should be great. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm throwing myself out there. I'm throwing myself out there and I'm having a conversation. So uh, all of you can uh, get a feel for what it's like. So, uh, all right. So you ready, you ready to do this? Ready to give it a shot? Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, usually the first question that I ask my clients is, so what brings you here today? Uh, I am feeling very anxious all the time. Uh, I find myself very much concerned about things that I can't control. I, I have been working. I feel like I've been working on it my entire life, but I don't know how to navigate that or I'm trying to learn how to navigate uh, understanding how I can't control everything except myself. And I struggle with that. Uh, on top of that, um, I'm diagnosed with ADHD um, and uh, depression. And uh, it's been a wild ride because it's been less than a year or a little over a year that I've been diagnosed with all of this. So I'm still getting a feel for everything. So I'm here today to pick your brain, fix me. <laughs> yeah. So tell, I mean, I, I'm just curious a little bit about the anxiety and how it impacts your day in and day out. How is it impacting your functioning, your sleep, your appetite, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. Tell me more about that. I often find myself not sleeping as much as I should. 
and not eating at all. When you say as much as you mm -hmm. should, what do you mean by should? Usually when people think of like a good, healthy night of sleep, they think maybe like six, seven, eight hours, right? Okay. Um, there's some nights, uh, honestly, and especially in the past, I would say month where I would say maybe I get three, maybe four hours. And it's not for lack of trying. Like I'll, I'll lay down and I'll just, I'll be in my head about so many different things and it'll just like keep me awake. And I'm like, oh, get out of my head. I want to go to sleep. Okay. Okay. So we'll circle back to that. And how mm -hmm. else is it affecting your functioning? Um, well, obviously because I'm not sleeping, uh, that affects my, my day the next day. And I, I, I also, uh, my depression, um, I, I don't, I don't have any urge to eat unless I like force myself. I, I, which is funny because eating is a coping mechanism in some cases for me, but like whenever I'm feeling very down, I, I lose my appetite and I can go, I could easily go all day without eating a single thing. And, um, that's not good <laughs> at all. And I, I end up, I feel like I have to force myself to, to eat sometime. Yeah. Do you find that like with your anxiety, you ever have like panic attacks? Does it really impact some of your socialization? You call out of work because you're anxious. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. Yeah. So luckily the the panic attacks that I had, uh, it's funny because I, what I now know is panic attacks when I was, uh, when I was younger, um, before my diagnosis, I, sh I should say, I didn't know what a panic attack was. And now that I've gotten older and I understand like what, what's going on with my mental health, I'm like, oh my God, that was a panic attack. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, but now I feel like I have a better grasp on like the panic attack side of it. But, um, when I, when I get into my head, I feel like it's like a, like a mini panic attack. I shut down, I get quiet. I'll just want to leave. I, I just want to, I just want to get out from wherever I am. And what, what's crazy is that when I say leave, I don't just mean like, like leave the room, right? I want to like disappear, but not in like, I want to hurt myself kind of way. I mean that like, I want to just like not exist for like a couple minutes. I like want to have be the more... invisibility cloak. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where I just don't have to think about anything that I'm dealing with and people don't have to think about me <laughs> um, and, and so on and so forth. I feel like uh, I, I want to just disappear for for a little bit and maybe like fast forward to a point that maybe I'm feeling better I guess yeah okay so it sounds to me like the depression and the anxiety kind of coexist and they're commingled in the sense that it's like what came what came first the chicken or the egg because <laughs> yeah. they impact each other so if you're anxious and not sleeping then you're not you're kind of dragging ass the next day then maybe you kind of start to feel a little lethargic little like little mm -hmm. sad little tired and then now i don't want to eat and now cuz i'm not eating yeah. i'm also now tired and exhausted cuz i'm not fueling my body mm -hmm. and so they're kind of like feeding each other yeah it's like a it's like it feels like sometimes like a domino effect and i can i can feel it gestating sometimes like I, I feel like I I'm anticipating it and that's when I start to get worried about the future you know about things like I I bring myself out of the present out of the here and now and I end up putting myself into a future possible situation you know or I'll be like I'll be like oh I, I'm not going to get much sleep tonight that means and like and I'm like setting myself up for failure I'm like I'm 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 
I'm not going to get much sleep tonight, which means that tomorrow I'm going to be shitty at work and I'm going to be shitty at work and my boss is going to hate me. And then my boss is going to be like, you know what? You don't need to work here anymore so you can leave. And then all of a sudden I don't have any money and then I'm not going to have any money and I'm going to be poor and homeless. And like, it's like legit just like starts to spiral down this like really crazy rabbit hole. Okay. How long has that been going on for you? Um, It's been, it's been a minute. It's been a, it's been a while. Um, Childhood, teen years, young adulthood within the past couple of years. I think honestly, as an adult, like when I hit my thirties, because going on when you hit your thirties in your life, I think I started, I was starting to realize some things just about life that I don't know if I was prepared for. Like number one, uh, nobody really knows what they're doing. Like you, you, when you're younger, you look at your parents and you look at your teachers, you look at authority figures, those people that just have it figured out, right? They have everything under control. They have all of the answers. And as I was getting older and becoming an adult myself, I was like, I don't have the answers. And I'm realizing that the, the authority figures in my life, they're human. And they also don't have all of the answers as well. And that, that in and of itself was was scary to me. Um, so like trying to grasp with that. Um, and also uh, one of the biggest things for me, I'm frightened to lose my mom and dad. Like they're like they're both getting up there uh, in age and just the thought of losing my mom and my dad, like it devastates me. I like I hate thinking about it, but it's on my brain, you know, when I when I you know, see them. I'm like, I'm like, anything can happen. They're in their, you know, upper sixties now, like anything can happen. And that's scary to think about. Yeah. So I'm hearing a lot of anticipatory anxiety and Mm -hmm. anticipatory grief. Yeah. Um, which links back to kind of the control stuff that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know you identified the goal of kind of wanting to like get a handle on the kind of domino thinking that you were Mm -hmm. talking about but um I'm curious a little bit more about this control stuff tell me a little bit more about control in your life where it's shown up maybe where you felt like you didn't have control tell me Mm -hmm. a little more about that when I was younger as as a black male being in control was instilled in me being being a man in and of itself like when i was younger it's like no the man is in charge the man is the one that dictates everything the the woman serves the man the man you know does everything for the family like the man was in charge like that that's what was instilled in me when i was uh when i was growing up and i would see it on tv i would see it in movies i would see it in my community so on and so forth so i felt like i had to be in control all the time um in addition to that playing sports growing up where you have to be in control you have to be able to dictate what plays are going to happen when you know where this person moves you need to go this way like there needed to be this level of control and so i went my entire life needing to control things and the thought of of not being able to control a situation made me feel makes me feel weak Mm. and 
it shouldn't be that way. Um, I, I, well, don't I, shoot on yourself. What's up? Don't shoot on yourself. <laughs> I know. I know. It, so part of that's yeah. the language, the pressure mm -hmm. language, right? Mm -hmm. So when we say I should or shouldn't, it gives us like a lot of weight. So instead you can shift the language and that's just, just a small piece of it where I would, I would like it to, or I wouldn't like it to, or, you know, things like that. So the shooting on yourself kind of puts a lot of pressure on yourself. So it I don't does, mean to interrupt does. you, but I like no. to tweak fine tune a little bit along no, the way. I think that's important. You know, um, it's, it took me a long time to realize, and I'll, I'll actually give you the exact moment when I realized, uh, that you can't control everything uh in the musical hamilton there's a song that aaron burr sings called wait for it and in that song he has the line uh i am the one thing in life i can control and when i first heard that line this was maybe i don't know four or five six years ago i for some reason just everything just made sense and um i've been ever since that point i've been trying to just fully just focus on the things that I can control. There are so many stereotypes and ideologies out there that are just antiquated and 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 uh, um, not what the world really is. And yeah. um, you know, I I I focus on me and the things I can control. Or at least I try. That's that's what I that's what I try my best to do. Yeah. You made, you made a really powerful statement where when you don't feel you have control, you feel weak. Um, so I'd be curious what your definition of powerful and what your definition of weak is. Mm -hmm. This is something that I've struggled with a lot because I'm, I feel that it's hard for me to be vulnerable and to answer questions like that because I feel like there's this ideology out there that that men are just not allowed to be that like that like that they're not allowed to even exhibit any sort of weakness whatsoever okay. and I try to I try to exhibit vulnerability in my life around people and what I struggle with is that sometimes I feel like that's like thrown back in my face, you know, like, like people think that I'm like purposefully doing that in order to like manipulate a situation or, or, uh, I don't know, like control something or someone like, like I, I, I like there's some ul ulterior motive of some sort. Right when really I like, I just, I want to be vulnerable. I, I try, but I, I don't trust anybody because I feel like it gets thrown back in my face all the time. And that makes yeah. me feel uncomfortable. Um, so not only mm -hmm. have you been raised with this idea of what strength means and mm -hmm. looks like, but now anytime you try to be vulnerable, you're also met with uh, resistance with, within the community and society. And I feel so like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'd be more curious and you don't have to answer this question. Mm -hmm. This might be just some like food for thought for you to mm -hmm. kind of reflect on, but defining or redefining what your definition of strength is. Because mm -hmm. even with vulnerability, hearing you talk about it, it's still linked to weakness. Mm -hmm. And yes. so 
I think finding your definition and then how do you want to define it? Mm -hmm. What does that look like for you? Mm -hmm. Because I think if you can start to really shift your belief in the schema and the things that you have built around what true strength is, because mm -hmm. tr true strength isn't about not ever being afraid. True mm -hmm. strength and bravery is about being afraid and doing it anyway, which mm. I know you do anyway, because you have this very vulnerable podcast and like Instagram <laughs> and social media presence. Um, <laughs> but, but that's what true strength is. And mm. if you can start to really build that belief and reframe your definition of weak and strong, you can then start to buy in mm -hmm. to this new belief. And so then being this new version of strong for you isn't weak. It isn't mm -hmm. this vulnerability. It is a strength. It is a true strength. And so yeah. that would be some homework that I would give you as mm -hmm. your therapist um, is to really work on defining and redefining yeah. strength for you so that you're not feeling inadequate you're not feeling lonely you're not mm -hmm. feeling weak when you're having moments of true emotional experience mm -hmm. yeah and you know one of the one of the more difficult things that i struggle with just as a content creator in social media is that uh i i follow uh so many incredible uh women that talk about like the struggles that that they go through the the abuse that they've experienced uh, and so on and so forth. And I'll be honest, sometimes I feel like it becomes like, like my trauma isn't comparable. Like not that, not that people should compare, but like, it's like, well, you know, these people have gone through so much and like, I feel like I'm just like minuscule in that. And I don't want to, as a man, you know, add on to that with my bullshit, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's something that I really struggle with. Cause I, I see so many wonderful content creators out there talking about situations in which the man was awful. And I, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like that. And I'm not perfect, but like, um, I sometimes get scared to open up and be vulnerable about it because I'm like, is this, is this something that's, um, that that they're going to take the wrong way i guess i don't know like it's it's really really hard for me to to open up sometimes because the the i feel like the few times that i have opened up um it just hasn't worked out in my favor so i just shut up i shut down yeah and it's that's a lot for me to handle so when you say the few times that you have opened up you're talking about as a content creator or are you talking about in your personal life in my personal life mhm mm in my personal life. Yeah. It, it's because like, I'm not ever really honestly looking for any sort of validation, but I am, I guess, looking for, I guess, understanding or like empathy or just like an ear. Um, just somebody being like, okay, I hear you. <laughs> uh, like, which I guess is a form of validation, but, uh, I, I fear I feel like I never really had that and that's like I, I take I take blame for that I guess because like I I don't open up as much as I should because I'm scared to I've got I've gotten better you know but I'm scared to yeah there's that should word again I know I did it again <laughs> again so um so when it comes to 
because I'm hearing a couple of different themes, right? Mm -hmm. There's the comparison game to other people's trauma, which we can touch on if you like. Mm -hmm. And then there's the almost hiding behind that as a reason for not opening up in your personal life. Mm -hmm. But these mm -hmm. people have it worse. So I'm just not going to say anything. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so I know we haven't been working very long together, but I'm going to push the bullshit button. Yes. <laughs> do it. Do it. Okay. It's pushed. <laughs> and the reason that I'm saying that is the comparison game never works. And and you know this because there's always somebody stronger, faster, richer, taller, more muscular, whatever yes. -er than you. And there's somebody always poorer, slower, shorter, weaker -er than you. Mm -hmm. And so you can't compare because there, there's, you're, there's such a spectrum of people. Mm -hmm. And so when you start comparing the trauma, so these women that you're talking about, does their trauma not count because there's prisoners of war because there's other, like, you know right. what I mean? Like at mm -hmm. what point, so your trauma is personal and specific to you mm -hmm. and is as heavy as it is for you because it's your trauma. Mm -hmm. Right. So like mm -hmm. somebody who, and, and this, not that I'm minimizing this kind of trauma, but somebody who got into a really bad car accident and like survived unscathed, but now they're afraid to drive. Does that, is that any less than the woman who was beat by her husband? Right. No, they're both afraid, right? right? All trauma is, is where you felt fear for your life, where you mm -hmm. felt fear for your safety, where you felt uncomfortable, insecure, you know, to a certain extent. Right. Mm -hmm. And now you have all these other things that come along with it. Right. Right. So I, I really, really urge you not to compare your story with those of other people in a, in, in a way that mm -hmm. is holding you back and harming you. Right. Um, I think that sometimes comparison can be helpful when there's oh, you know, I went through this, tell me about your story. And then it's cathartic. And now you're talking about mm -hmm. your stories and you're comparing your stories in that yeah. space. But when it comes to, well, mine doesn't count because theirs was worse or mine doesn't count because theirs is better or mm -hmm. my success doesn't count because we've yeah. got to stop doing that. It, and, you know, that's probably one of the biggest things that I, and I realized this after my most recent relationship, I, I found myself feeling like I was a burden, right? So like, I felt like, um, that I, I couldn't open up as much as I wanted to, because I feel like my shit would now become her shit and I'm not opening up. I'm not, I don't want to add on. And what I found out happening is that like, I was bottling so much on the inside and I was trying to change who I was and what I believe. And that's not healthy. <laughs> uh, and I felt awful. And I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know how to feel. And that during that moment in my life, I was frightened, like frightened. And I told myself, I'm like, I'm never, ever going to put myself in that kind of situation again. It's not fair to me. It's definitely not fair to the other person. Um. I, it's just it was really scary and I'm still scared just thinking about it you know um just not communicating how I was feeling or being scared to yeah sometimes not communicating how we're feeling is yes because of scare scare you know being scared but also we're not really sure how we're feeling hmm. I yeah that yeah I didn't 
it's funny hindsight's 2020 right so i look back at so many things not just in my most recent relationship but just you know any relationship i look back and i'm like okay that makes sense i get i get where i fucked up there i get where you know i or i get what happened here you know so on and so forth but in the moment i'm like i i sometimes feel lost and i i'm the kind of person i process internally and i'll process as an introvert as well, I'll process internally before I express myself outwardly. And so like, if I don't know how to say something or what to say, I just won't say anything at all. And I'll shut down and I'll just like, like zip myself up, (laughs) you know, in romantic relationships that can be really, really difficult. Also working relationships that can be Mm -hmm. really, really difficult. And Mm -hmm. so I think in those moments, it's learning to get a tool essentially of saying, I'm not really sure. Let me think on this. Mm-hmm. And just getting at least that out there mm-hmm. so that you can communicate with your partner, boss, parents, whatever. I hear you, mm-hmm. but I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. I hear you, but I need I need some time to figure it out. And that's, and that's, that's yeah. big. That's so big. I'm so glad you said that because like I did not know that. I did not approach things that way at all. And like, right. not just, in, like I said, not just in my most recent relationship, any relationship that I've had romantically, friendship, family. Well, like, I, like you said, mm-hmm. you come from a black male background. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's been a really long time since I've been a black male, but. <laughs> <laughs> you look great. <laughs> so but from what I know, you know, just doing my due diligence, mm-hmm. um, that is kind of your sweeping generalization of mm-hmm. how you grow up is you mm-hmm. you stoic you show no emotion and you just you're the like you said you're the man you you're in control of your emotions mm-hmm. of the situation of the person of the house of the this of yes. the finances of it all and so how indicative of that but like you also said these are antiquated old out of date yes. kind of mentalities Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't really fit with who you are as a person but it's who you were raised as Mm -hmm. and so you have kind of this programming that almost goes against your nature yeah very much so very much so because I feel like I'm able to recognize it you know um, especially in hindsight and I feel like you know after my most recent relationship and I think I might have told you this before maybe in our first like interview that like after my most recent relationship, I had to like really dive down deep because I'm like, none of my relationships have worked out the way that I wanted to. Why? <laughs> and instead, like I used to spend my time blaming the other person. I'd be like, oh, it's their fault because they did this and this blah, blah, blah. blah. Even That's if, it, yeah, it was very easy and there was no self-reflection at all. And after my most recent relationship, I was like, okay, uh, let's not blame the other person. <laughs> even even though there's so much stuff that happened, I think it would be more healthy for me to look at me mm-hmm. and say, okay, Kai, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Pardon my French. <laughs> you know, like like what what is happening? What what is your mindset? What are you expecting? What what ex- what what are you what are you doing? What do you feel like you deserve? What do you feel like you're giving? What do you feel like you're receiving? So on and so forth. And I had to answer some very tough questions about myself that I, and I'm still to this day, work, you know, working on it. I feel 
in the, I guess it's been close almost a year now, close to a year. Um, I feel good, even though I know I still have a lot of work to do. I feel good because I know who I was and I know who I am now. And I, I, I feel changed, but I know I still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. We, and you know what? We always have a lot of work to do because we're mm-hmm. forever changing. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. You know what I mean? So it's each stage of our life. Yeah. We're yeah. doing all the work. And so mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like I owe you a small apology because the reason you wanted to talk today was because about this anxiety. And we just started talking about how you are in relationships and like vulnerability and openness. And so I didn't want to let too much time go by without <laughs> kind of backpedaling and the whole thing mm-hmm. like that you identified that you wanted to talk mm-hmm. about. So I know we kind of organically came here, mm-hmm. but I do want to circle back and, yeah. and see what you want to do about this anxiety stuff. <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I've I've gotten a better hold on it, but sometimes it really does honestly get the best of me. Like right. there was there was a moment, um, my entire drive home from work today, um, like I wasn't feeling well, like I was already like physically like Bleh, right, and um, I was just in my head worrying about so much, and like I'm not always like that. It was just like it I, it's like an emotional roller coaster like it'll just like i'll have my great moments i'll have my not so great moments and it's just up and down all day and i need to get a better like hold on that cuz it drives me insane so let me ask you this mm-hmm. what is in your toolbox that you use whether it works or doesn't just like what have you tried tell me mm-hmm. some of where you're at as far as your skill your coping skills well my medicine helps <laughs> that definitely helps <laughs> i won't lie i'm on i'm on wellbutrin and uh, i was on adderall but uh, i switched over to focalin um okay. and so like that that definitely helps <laughs> <I'm> sure. <laughs> um um but the other thing is, is my artistic outlet you know like helps sometimes like it, i don't want to say it's a distraction but it's a distraction. It, like it gets me out of my my head. So like I'm not thinking about some of the bullshit that I would be normally like worrying about. I'm able to think about something else. So even if it's if it's not like singing or dancing or making videos or writing a blog, it, it might be like something like cooking or or you know uh, uh, I don't know. I'm working on my book. So like like little things like that mm-hmm. um, really really help. Um, my family, my my mom, my sister my dad, and I would say like three or four very close friends. Um, there's what maybe like six, seven, eight people in my life that like I know I can turn to whenever I'm feeling like down. I can call them and be like, hey, I feel like garbage right now. <laughs> can yeah. I just talk at you? <laughs> yeah. And they'll always answer, you know? Um, that's yeah, that's been like, that's been very, very, very helpful for me, especially recently. Okay. So it sounds like you have a great social support. You have um, amazing like hobbies and like things to kind of keep you Mm -hmm. in the moment. So, so take me down just this path. Like, let's just say, okay, you're driving home Mm -hmm. and you start the domino thought process to now Mm -hmm. you're fired and living under a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) What can you do to, to, to get yourself to unravel? in that moment do you call a friend or is there something else that you do 
when I if I'm in my car, I'll force myself to sing. Okay. It's so weird, but like it works. Like I'll I'll um because whenever I'm feeling down like that, I'll ride home in silence. Like I won't even like turn on the radio. I won't like do anything. So whenever I'm feeling down, I will somehow work up some strength and yeah. I will put on a song that I know all the words to and I will sing and I That's will just sing for the rest of the, ri- the, rest of the drive home. That's what that I, is wonderful. That's what so I did the, today. The therapeutic intervention for that is mm-hmm. actually called thought stopping. Okay. You are stopping the thought cycle. So almost yeah. like if you think of a fan, stick, put a stick in yeah. it, stop it, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so it's funny that you say that because I actually had a client when we were talking about her thought stopping and mm-hmm. what that would look like, she would sing, stop in the name of love, like stop oh, in the like theme, that. right? And <laughs> yeah. so, and it got her immediately off of that mm-hmm. spiral, that mm-hmm. tornado of a ang- <laughs> yeah. anxious thought process, and it would bring her back to yeah. a grounding. So I think that that's wonderful that you can do that. That's, that's so- actually something I, I, I just d- discovered fairly recently, believe it or not. That was a fairly recent discovery. That's great. Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to add to your thought stopping toolkit, think mm-hmm. of some other, and you don't have to do it right now, but just mm-hmm. like re- in your reflective time, like think of some other thought stopping tools that you can mm-hmm. use when you start that. Cause you know, mm-hmm. once you get on the roller coaster, you can't get off. You're like, you're yes. already like, yeah, let's go. Here we go. Broke under the bridge, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? So <laughs> you've got to figure out like those beginning signs mm-hmm. of like the whirlwind, like catch it at the beginning mm-hmm. before the fans on high. You know what yes. I mean? That's um, that's the key. I'm glad you said that because, uh, I, like I said, like all of this mental health stuff. Like even though my whole platform is dedicated to mental health, this is all new to me. I was diagnosed with all this stuff in March of last year, March of 2022. So it's all new to me, and so I'm slowly starting to realize those things, including the triggers, things that that trigger me. Uh, I'm starting to realize what the early signs are for when I'm. I feel like I'm gonna start going down that that, that rabbit hole. I'm starting to catch myself a little bit sooner, yeah. which is nice. You'll feel anxiety in your body too. Yeah, yeah. And so this is another thing that I talk to a lot of my clients about is the way your body feels anxiety mm-hmm. is the same way your body feels excitement. Ooh. So as an anxious therapist, <laughs> <laughs> I encourage my clients and myself to start telling yourself, I'm excited mm-hmm. because there's things throughout the day. Um, I've got a pitch at, at work. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly what you do, but you, you're pitching something. Yeah. And you can be anxious about that because there's yeah. a lot riding on it and you can mm-hmm. think and, you know, all the things that could go wrong, but you're also excited about it because there's a lot riding on it and you yes. could get that big promotion and you can get that, that client or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think telling yourself, I'm excited because A, B, C, D can also help shift that energy. You're going to feel the same way physically, but it's not going to be as anxious. It's going to (laughs) be. I wish I would. Anybody that's listening on the podcast right now and not watching this, you just missed the most wonderful physical representation of what she was talking about and it's a, it's a shame it's a shame you're gonna have to say, oh, have if, to you're go watch YouTube, if you're watching on youtube you're i hope you enjoyed that <laughs> um not that not, and that's not to say that the anxiety will be gone because mm. here's the thing 
anxiety stems from the stress hormone cortisol that runs through our body mm-hmm. naturally. Mm-hmm. Anxiety used to be a survival thing that we're ingrained in. And so anxiety is always going to be with you. And I think just some people have learned and have adapted to managing it and mitigating it better than others. Mm-hmm. Some people who've been exposed to anxious things in their childhood, traumatic things, whatever, it kicks it up and it makes it harder mm-hmm. to deal with, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody experiences some form of anxiety at mm-hmm. some point in their life. And so I always tell people, you're never going to get rid of it. What? There's no, I can't like take a, take the pressure take a, off. What's Stop trying what's to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just take the pressure off. Learn how to adapt to it. Yeah. Learn how to respond to it. Learn how to recognize it in your body. Are you one of those people that when you get anxious, you start clenching your jaw, biting your nails? Do you kind of feel tense? Like yes. figure yes. it out mm-hmm. what your body's saying. <laughs> and then yeah. how do you? release it mm-hmm. for those of you who are just listening i just took my shoulders out of my ears <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're listening you're if you if you're listening thank you well number one thank you for listening but number two you're missing out on some fantastic <laughs> oscar, so winning, visual. oscar winning visuals that are happening right now <laughs> we'll, we'll go into that later um so yes so i think with with the with the anxiety piece um learning Yes. How does it show up in your body? And then how do you respond to it in your body? Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me, I get time anxious. And so mm. the biggest help for me is to identify it. I'm really anxious. I'm going to be late. And then I shake it off, like literally just Ooh. shake it off. Like I'm Taylor okay. Swift, like just yeah. get it off. That's the and one Taylor like, Swift song I know. I don't know any other Taylor Swift song. I know that same. one. Same. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm sure if I heard them, I'd be like, oh yeah, I know this song, but I don't know. I'd be like, oh, that's Taylor Swift is what I would say. (laughs) I I have no idea. No idea. Sorry, Swifties. Yeah. Um, Don't hate me, Swifties. I I have nothing against her. I just don't, I I just don't know any of her music. Nothing against her. I'm sure she's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so yes. So I think figuring out like when you feel it in your body, when it manifests itself in your body, how Mm. do you respond to that? Is Mm -hmm. breath work your jam? Or does breath work make you more anxious? Do you need to take a break, go to the bathroom, do a little mindfulness? You know? Um, so I think, like you said, like it's all new to you. And so really kind of doing that physical inventory and then working with your actual therapist mm-hmm. about how to respond to that. How can you mm-hmm. bring your cortisol down? How can you bring the ang- anxious energy mm-hmm. down? Um, like for me, breath work makes me more anxious. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now I'm dizzy yeah. and I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mover. I got to move my right. body. I gotta... I, that's why I can't do. Um, I've tried so hard to do like, like meditation and I can't do it because I'm just in my head. I can't like, I can't get out of my head. I'm always thinking of anything else except what I'm supposed to be doing. That's also the ADHD talking. Yes. So mm-hmm. you're Okay, you can't do meditation wrong, but you're doing meditation wrong. I know. I, I figured I am. Yeah. I think yeah. you have like an unrealistic expectation of what meditation should, there's your okay. word, um, mm-hmm. be. And so I think a lot of people do this. They hear mm-hmm. the word meditation and they think like Buddhist monk, yes. like mm-hmm. yogi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is not the majority of people who do meditation. I know a few people who do that. I know people who do like a five yeah. hour long meditation, whatever meditation retreats, like, sorry, yeah. George, I love that about you. <laughs> if he's listening, <laughs> but, um, this is one of my dear friends, but I think 
with meditation, we've got to set ourselves up for success. Mm. And so for someone who's got the active mind, good, use it. Mm -hmm. Focus on something, use it. Okay, so I'm going to sit here and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to get grounded and I'm going to listen to the hum of the AC. Oh, but now I got to change the AC filter. Okay, but it's humming. I feel triggered right? This is right the now. internal, this is like the internal model. I feel right? so triggered right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. I love it. It's, it's, it's a perfect representation. Right. So, okay, so I can hear the AC, AC humming. Um, what else can I hear? And so you're, you're mm -hmm. purposefully focusing on things in your house. Mm -hmm. And that is very mindful because you're in the moment non-judgmentally. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay if you're like, oh, but now I got to change the AC filter. Oh, while I'm at Home Depot, I should all, Ooh. and it's okay. Bring yourself I back. I never thought of it that way. I that know. it like, you're, you're like, even if you start to like, I guess like you can bring yourself back, but like, you're still in the moment in a way, right? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. So it's, it's, mm -hmm. and it's okay if your mind gets away from you because it's going to, because uh, hello, we're human. So right, when right. you start thinking about, oh, I got to change the AC filter. Okay, wait, but I hear the hum of the AC. What else do I hear? Mm -hmm. I hear the cat snoring. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got to make a vet appointment. Wait, no. Okay. I hear the cat snoring. I'm here right now. Ooh, so you're like focusing on the things that are like right here right now and like right if you find now. yourself venturing off into another right world now. or something else you just you recognize that and you bring yourself back mm -hmm. yeah and make a I've been doing okay, meditation gotta... wrong yeah okay. <laughs> and and this isn't the only way this is just what I find really good for beginners at meditation yeah. for the ADHD mind the anxious mind because mm -hmm. we can't silence the mind we're not going to be Oh, it's not going to happen. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like, you're not going to sit in your final Shavasana in yoga class, sorry, <laughs> the yogi, and go, no, you're going to be like, is that somebody breathing? Like, can they hear me breathing? Did I fart? Did somebody fart? That's it smells in here. Like, <laughs> all the things. Are you inside my things. brain? Get out of my brain. <laughs> I, I mean, cut from the same cloth. So, um, <laughs> So, yeah, so I think that I think sometimes like we have this expectation of what meditation mm -hmm. should be. And so the, I love this for the beginner and for the anxious mind and for the just the active mind, because you're giving your brain a purpose so that you're not trying to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. You're doing it mm -hmm. in a way that is bringing you back to the here and now. Mm -hmm. And then you can do then once you start getting comfortable with bringing your mind back, you can incorporate all these other great meditative practices, body scans. You can do um, progressive muscle relaxation. You can do yeah. all these other meditative practices and then maybe breath work if that's your jam. Um, but because you've gotten now used to rerouting right. the thought, rerouting, just like a GPS, rerouting, yeah. <laughs> you went off course. Please right. make a U-turn. Like it's fine. <laughs> that allowing yourself to, to go there and then bring your it, it makes it easier to bring yourself back when you're not beating yourself up for even thinking about it in the first place no. you know and then you that's what do I visualizations with. of it too mm -hmm. so like if you need to like let the thought oh i'm doing this wrong like there's mm -hmm. two things that i like to visualize one mm -hmm. is a cloud like an actual mm -hmm. white puffy cloud and then the thought that is impeding my meditation is in the white puffy cloud and i'm visualizing the wind blowing it off like just blowing Ooh. the cloud away. Yeah. So I'm again, giving my mind a purpose. So yeah. I'm not beating myself up for doing meditation wrong, but I'm taking that thought that's kind of 
taking me away from the moment and I'm in yeah. the moment and visualizing. I'll do that or a leaf on a stream, the thoughts on a leaf on a stream, like something very, yeah. people do balloons and stuff like that. Those are just, those are my two favorite ones, but you can visualize the thought leaving. I feel like I, I actually owe you money now. Like, I feel like, like we, 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 this is a, a therapy session. Like I had two therapy sessions today. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if I, I can't remember if I said this before we started recording or not, but like, I, 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 I had my actual therapy today at six and now at where we're right now for me, it's uh, for us, it's uh, going on 10 o'clock. This was an, I had two therapy sessions today. I, I owe you, I owe you money. I, 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 I owe you money. I, no. Ah uh, oh, man, <laughs> I've because I've I've learned so like today. Okay, so today has been such a good day because I had a productive day at work. Right, I had a shitty drive home like in my head, but I had a great therapy session earlier, and I had a, a great therapy session now. And can I tell you something I'm really proud of? Um, Hi. so the like the last like month for me has been like really crazy like emotionally, right? But like I hadn't, I I couldn't bring myself to cry. And I, but I wanted to, but I couldn't do it. And I felt like I just wanted to let it out, but I couldn't do it. And during my therapy session today, um, I was, I was talking with my therapist and we we're talking and all this stuff. And like, I finally felt it like exiting my body. I finally, like I started crying as I was talking about the things that I'm going through and I'm like, in a weird way like I was sad but also like happy like there it is finally (laughs) I I can let it go I felt so much better being able to just like let it let it out and like because she's your safe or he I don't know is your safe person yeah like and I don't I I didn't have that I've never had that in my life where a person that just like understands that and like from and gets to view me from like a like obviously face to face, but like from a 30,000 foot view with like unbiased and like that, I've never had that. And I, I, to, to cry in front of somebody growing up for me, like, that's just not a thing that would ever be allowed or accepted. Like I would get made fun of if I ever did that. So like to, to feel comfortable enough to like cry in front of somebody and feel happy about it. Like that's, that may seem simple to some people, but for me, that's such a big leap. And I'm, I'm, I'm flexing because I'm proud of myself for that. And I want to, I want to show everybody I'm proud of myself for that. I think that's great. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) And then you feel so much lighter after that. I do. I do. I I do feel, I feel so much better. I think if it wasn't for the medicine that I took earlier, the, uh, the sniffle medicine, I'm pretty sure I would feel even more better. <laughs> I think I would feel better. Um, yeah. I, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I my hope is that the people that are watching or listening to this, like get like a general feel like our, will every yeah. session be on a podcast no we'll have that kind of vibe no but like I hope that like you understand if if you're ever on the fence about going to therapy that like these types of conversations can really help you you can have this back and forth uh with a person that that really cares for your well-being and wants to see you uh succeed and and be happy and and feel and be healthy and so on and so forth so um Chelsea would I my my 
question to you, I guess my only question to you that I've <laughs> that I'm asking today uh, is the final question, which is um, to anybody that's on the fence that's listening right now that's on the fence about going to therapy. They're like, I don't know if they should do it. Should I do it? What would you say? Same thing I always say, go. Just go. Just go. Just go. Just go. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a bravery is not about never feeling fear. It's about being afraid and doing it anyway. Just go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you think, oh, my problems aren't big enough for therapy, just go. Just go. Yes. Just go. Because mm-hmm. even if you, again, the minor problems, the minor car accident, it's still infecting, affecting you. It's still mm-hmm. bothering you. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's a splinter or you lost the limb. Like, just mm-hmm. go. <laughs> just go. Because you might end up finding, like, uh, no, I know for me, you might end up finding some things that you've suppressed things that you didn't think were significant and situations that you didn't think were significant. And then, you know, as you talk about your life, like those things come up and you're like, wow, this is trauma that went unaddressed my entire life. And that affects me. You end up discovering things about yourself that you're like, oh shit. Okay. I probably should have gone to therapy earlier. Maybe it might not even be like that too. So like, I'll just self-disclose a little bit. Um, My husband and I are doing couples counseling right now, Mm -hmm. not because anything crazy is wrong in our marriage, Mm -hmm. but just because I'm feeling a little mobbed out right now. Mm -hmm. And like, there's Mm -hmm. like, just, we're kind of missing the boat on a couple of things. And so our marriage isn't in shambles. We're not talking about divorce. Like it's not like a big thing. It's just, how do we navigate these waters? Because he's not hearing me. I'm not hearing him. Mm -hmm. And it's just helping clear some of the air. Like Mm -hmm. it just like, he's been needing some spontaneity. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it. He didn't realize it until the therapist like <laughs> yeah. identified it. And so, yeah. you know, we drove to the Keys. We drove to Naples. Like we've been doing these yeah. little day trips um, oh, here and there. And so like, again, it might not be something big and deep and heavy, but think about the little things that might be bugging you now compounded over time are mm-hmm. going to be big things. So if you're going, mm, I don't know, go to therapy before it becomes a, oh, I need therapy. Yes. <laughs> that's a thank you for thank you so much for for sharing that i i appreciate you feeling comfortable enough to to share that and i know there's people listening or watching that or or really appreciate you saying that so thank you um chelsea chelsea macaron thank you so much for for uh being my guest today uh i'm going to put all of chelsea's information uh in the description of this podcast so uh go visit go follow uh and visit and learn more uh, about uh, about healthy uh, uh, healthy minds and more counseling services because you're gonna uh, enjoy obviously you the person that I spoke with today you can speak with as as well because uh, yep. that's how it works <laughs> uh, yeah and, and so, I have I have two mm-hmm. other therapists that work for me as well so yes. if I don't have openings they do and they're mm-hmm. amazing and phenomenal yes and yes. one is bilingual in English and Spanish ooh I can you know, I can speak a little French do you have anybody <laughs> that speaks French mm-hmm. no. not yet. Okay. Well, next time. I almost had somebody that spoke Creole, but she didn't get like Okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, where I grew up, there was a lot of Haitian people. So, uh, that's why, that's one of the reasons why I, um, uh, was fascinated with the French dialect. Um, and so it just kind of went from there and I took French from my freshman year of high school until my junior year of college. And I forgot everything. All of it. Yeah, of course. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> that's that's, yeah, it. that's I all I got. <laughs> I don't know any. Oh uh, my god. Uh, well, but I'm in see. South Florida. We have all of the languages. That's that's true. That's very true. <laughs> that's very true. Um, Chelsea, thank you so much for for uh, hanging out with me and for giving me an impromptu 
therapy session today. Uh, I hope that people uh, got something out of it. Uh, like I said, I'm going to put all of Chelsea's information in the description of this podcast. And if you want more uh, information from me, you can visit my website at thevibewithkai.com or you can follow me on Instagram at thevibewithkai, uh, where I'm always posting things that will hopefully make you smile, make your day just a little bit better. Um, with that said, Chelsea, again, thank you and everybody else. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. As always, much love, good vibes, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Vibe with Kai podcast. This is your host, Kai, hoping that our chat today was both informative and entertaining. Remember, there is no normal when it comes to mental health. It's all about finding what's healthy for you. And if that's vibing with me, well, I'm glad that you're here. I'd love to continue this conversation with you off the air as well. You can find me on all major social media platforms at The Vibe with Kai, or you can visit my official website at thevibewithkai.com. I'm here to keep the positivity flowing, the ideas sparking, and most importantly, to help everyone feel a little less alone in their mental health journey. Thank you so much for lending me your ears and your time. Keep those good vibes flowing and remember to love and accept yourself, ADHD, introversion, and all. Until next time, this is Kai signing off with a smile. Much love and good vibes.